Okay. It's starting. Hopefully Francis will join. So exciting. Refresh. I don't want Instagram notifications. Ooh, two viewers, three viewers. Yay! Oh, like my hand's just in front. That's attractive. Okay, where's Francis? There she is. Francis wants to be in your video. Can't bring Francis on camera. Why? <gasps> okay. Oh, there we go. Thank there we God. go. Sorry. <laughs> it, I, it said I had to rotate my phone. <laughs> I didn't I do that like, when oh, we practiced. No. <laughs> reads, reads the live is like on a slight lag and Reed is just seeing like my finger like swiping <laughs> across. Oops. Okay. Six whole people. Oh my goodness. Look at us. We're famous. We're here. We're live. Um. I guess we'll just chit chat and like let a few more people join, give them a few minutes. Um, I don't know, anything exciting happening in your life? No, hey, mom, if you're here, I can see you texting me. I can't open it to read it because I'm using my phone. <laughs> <laughs> so text read if you need something. <laughs> um, no, nothing exciting. Um, we put up a ceiling fan all by ourselves this week. That's awesome. Thank you. It, it feels pretty good. What about you? Mm, I don't think anything too exciting. I started, I like officially started a new job. Um, nice. How's it going? Pretty good. It's been like two weeks. So, you know, getting paid. That's great. Able to pay my rent. Paid. A plus. We love it. That's the dream. Absolutely. The good old American dream. Paying rent, not a mortgage. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Yes, indeed. Well, whoever, if anybody who is uh, currently watching also joined us uh, during our 4.30 test run, what did you think? Yeah. <laughs> Actually, can, can somebody write a comment so I can see, like, what it looks like, if anybody can hear us? I hope people can hear us. And I don't know how long the lag is either, so. Oh, Reed's testing it. Okay. Let's see what happens. It's gonna write. Yeah. Oh, Let's see, Carmen. Carmen, hi, Carmen. <laughs> Reed wrote clever comment. <laughs> Alexandra, hi, Alexandra. Oh, yay, it's working. Oh, whoa, hi, Ashley. Okay, I can, can see, you see now. Them? Now I can see them. Oh, that's so cool. Katie. Oh, hey, Katie. Oh, there's Allie. Elisa. Elisa, we've got lots to talk Oh my about gosh, today. yeah, Elisa. Oh my goodness, this is so exciting. Mecca, hi! Oh my gosh, Mecca! <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness, this is so exciting. Oh my gosh, this is- Rachel, Dr. Rachel, congrats! <laughs> oh, Carmen says LOL. Oh my gosh, Carmen is- <laughs> Carmen's Olivia, because Olivia doesn't have a hi, Facebook, Rachel. so it's her dog's, um... <laughs> oh my gosh, M-O-M, welcome. Hi, Mom. <laughs> Guys, don't say anything rude. My mom's here. <laughs> okay, well, should we start? Yeah. So that we know it's like working. Absolutely. All right. Oh, and wait, sorry. Before we start, this is where I always record sitting in front of my couch. So I thought I would make it like as authentic as possible. Oh, cute. Sitting on the floor in front of my couch. And I have my Skinner Box tea on. Nice. 
Shout out to Raleigh. This is where I would sometimes <laughs> record, but then eventually my internet would not work as well. So I moved to my bedroom. <laughs> Fingers crossed. <laughs> All right. Should we do it? Yeah, let's do this. All right. Are we doing the whole thing? Yeah, I think I know it off the top. I don't know if I've ever said it without it in front of me. <laughs> Greetings. Salutations. I'm Francis. And I'm Jordan. Welcome to the Podcast Diaries, a podcast where two friends dive deep into the world of nostalgia by rereading the Princess Diaries book series by Meg Cabot. Right up here. Nice. Off the <laughs> Um, Y'all already know what day it is, because you're here. Uh, mm -hmm. And we're live. Yeah, we're fucking, we're freaking live. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you already know it's going to be an explicit, an explicit app. I don't know. My mom is watching. I'm trying to not, I don't, I, she'll, Francis, that's what I'm like picturing in my head or hearing in my Francis, <laughs> no expletives. Um, all right. Well, basically, the uh, goal here is to we're just gonna do what we usually do with our shut up and listens. We're gonna read all of your amazing comments and questions. But I also have my wonderful husband here. Reed, come say hi. Yo, yo, yo. Reed, <laughs> salutation. He has his, show them your tiara. <laughs> Pretty princess. Um, oh, hi, Zoe. Greetings and salutations from England. Love and it. Dr. Liz so, is here. Oh, Dr. Liz is here. Dr. Liz. Oh, I've got some and another former guest, Stephen, just arrived. OMG, <laughs> that is so sweet. We love a fan support. Um, so basically, I'm going to read all your, well, not all, sorry, but some of your amazing comments and questions from social media. And if you have any comments and questions, like while we're chatting. Oh, hi, Liz. Hi, Dr. Liz. Um, my wonderful husband is going to try to like keep up with them while we're talking so I can, so we can answer them as we go. So let's dive let's in, do this. shall we? <laughs> Did you see that comment from yeah. Allie massively over <laughs> Okay, yeah, so, oh my gosh, hi Mariana. Oh, thank you, Zoe, our tiaras are very pretty. <laughs> um, okay, so I wanted to open with something very cool that happened you guys uh on twitter our our fellow genovians dr rachel and jossie who you all just heard a couple episodes ago got together and had well i don't know if they had dinner but they had a hang <laughs> and and like just i'm pretty sure they didn't know each other before podcast diaries and like connected on social media and i just think that's so cool that is so Hi, Amy. It's absolutely wild. I mean, I think that is kind of like the end goal. Hopefully people can find each other and hang. Yeah, just like right now. Yeah, just like right now. So super exciting. I love that y'all did that. Just want to open with that. We have another five-star review um, from someone called Baby Songbird. I love that name. That's amazing. <laughs> if you're an adult who read the books as a teen, this is a perfect way to revisit them. I have been binge listening all week and I love it. The hosts have great insights and they will feel like your Princess Diaries best friends. Oh, so nice. Oh, yeah. Oh, Dr. Rachel says she and Jossie got together again. <gasps> oh my god. OMG. Oh, I can open the comments like this. That's cool. Okay. Uh, we don't know what we're doing. <laughs> so fun to see your faces while listening from someone. Yeah. I'm so sorry. I can't see who that is. Mariana. Oh, it's Mariana. Mariana, am I saying that right? I hope so. I'm trying to. I apologize if I'm not. Um, hi, Katie. Oh, I wish you could have gotten together with them, too. Uh, okay, so we got an email. Francis, I think you're going to appreciate this. Um, it's from Isabel. It says, hey, guys, love the pod. I happened to encounter it via Meg's feed during a nostalgic reread earlier this year. 
I'm a little behind and was just kept catching up on the book eight episodes and have a correction for Miss Martinez's critique of one of Mia's writing assignments. I worked in Soho for several, several years and there is in fact a playground on Thompson Street where Mia lives. So Miss Martinez is wrong about there not being any parks in her neighborhood. This is silly, but it stood out to me during the recap because I used to walk by there all the time. Again, love the pod and all the naughties nostalgia. Oh. I think we're about the same age, so it resonates. That's so nice. It's so nice. You know what? Good to know. That is weird, though, that Miss Martinez is like, I mean, I think I said that, too. I was like, that's fucking weird that she was commenting on that. Like, yeah. Hello. We all know Miss Martinez is kind of a bee. Mm. Um, oh, I love, oh, people are talking about a Genovian hang. Love it. Do it. Um, okay, so just a couple of general social comments. Dr. Rachel, who recently earned her, I think, PhD, um, put us in her acknowledgments of her thesis. Isn't that so nice? That's crazy. That's incredible. I'm like, I'm so freaking honored. That means that we're going to be in the Library of Congress. I don't know if that's what, <laughs> I don't think that's what that means. <laughs> it means, it means that we've been acknowledged by a wonderful Genovian and we love that's it. incredible thank you so much I'm very honored thank you Dr. Rachel and congrats again to you um let's see Kyleen on Twitter just discovered this podcast via Twitter it's a grown-up binge of the Princess Diaries series so excited about this I grew up with Princess Diaries and still have every single book started rereading some of the older ones too can't wait to revisit so nice nice um oh okay Dr. Rachel connect corrected you the library at Cornell so yeah that's the same thing basically uh as we all know <laughs> Rita's um trying to keep up with the comments <laughs> um Zoe says definitely need a tiara for my wedding next April oh Zoe congrats congratulations yes, you did. Congratulations. well done well congratulations mm -hmm. Um, someone needs to make a map with all the major locations from Princess Diaries. I'm pretty sure Elisa might have. One. I know, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, Elisa <laughs> says, actually, I have it. <laughs> Elisa, if you want to send it to us, I'll post it. Oh my gosh, but if you yeah. don't want to, that's fine. Totally up to you. Um, okay, Lex on Twitter said, I'm listening to episode 26 right now, and I want to be friends with Nick. He sounds like a hoot. He is a real hoot. So You know what he is? He's a hoot. He's a hoot and a half. Hoot and a half. <laughs> Jinx. Um, let's see. Oh, okay. Ashley on Twitter said Wednesdays where the MCU Meg Cabot universe meets the MCU Marvel Cinematic Universe. And Lex on Twitter said Wednesdays are my new favorite days. Why? Because I get a new episode of the Podcast Diaries and I get a new episode of Loki. <laughs> Love it. Did you watch I feel that? like, did I watch mm -hmm. it? No, did you? Yeah, I watched it recently. Oh yeah? yeah, did you like it? It was a uh, yeah. It was the the it was designed really well. It was cool looking. Oh, there's Lex. Hi, Lex. Thank you for your comments. Um, let's see. Oh, okay. Lisa has it pinned on Google Maps. That's cool. Oh wow, that's really my mom. <laughs> my mom wants to know if anyone's drinking a I'm sidecar. If you are, <laughs> let her know. Oh, <laughs> Rachel, I want to be friends with you too and read. You guys seem fun. Thank you. You seem fun. We're all fun here. <laughs> Um, okay, Amy on Insta. Thank you for the podcast and millennial nostalgia. I just discovered it and have been obsessively listening. You made purging and organizing my book collection more enjoyable last weekend. Around 300 books were boxed up and donated. And your stories in the early 2000s are an added bonus to <laughs> Mia and Gang Adventures. They bring back memories of watching the first movie for fifth grade quarterly 
bored and lounging on the couch with Project Princess. Thanks again. Nice. nice. That is so sweet. Um, oh, and while while it's still early, Rachel on Insta Instagram said, "I just listened to the episode with Reed, and he was a delightful guest. Very funny. I definitely hope he makes more appearances." Thank you, Rachel. <laughs> Thank you, Rachel. He is very yes. delightful. He I is. can yes. I can confirm. Let's see, Katie. Uh, I think Katie's here. Oh yeah, there she is. Katie on Twitter said, after reading Princess Diaries growing up, I always wondered what a sidecar tasted like, and I had exactly one before now, and I'm having one again, and I understand now this is not a weak drink. <laughs> <laughs> I've never had one. Have you, Francis? Uh, I don't think so. I think, I mean, it's pretty, like, similar to what's considered, like, the first cocktail, and you, like, mash up uh, sugar and, uh, like, you zest a orange, and, mm -hmm. uh, it's not my in like whiskey basically it's not my favorite. yeah um but it's you know i but i also tend to drink liquor straight so i don't like a lot of sugar with it yeah i'm not to i don't drink liquor so much i i thought we had originally sort of talked about having sidecars while we did this but alcohol makes me dumb <laughs> i wouldn't be able to keep up i don't alone in that um oh zoe says for our first Christmas together, my now fiance got me a snowflake necklace. I wear it every day. Our second Christmas, he got me an engagement ring. He couldn't wait, though, and proposed as soon as he had bought it on December 4th. That's so cute. By proposing with a fake ring and then spinning me around to see the real one, uh, real ring on top of the star of the tree. Oh, he's definitely my Michael Moskowitz. A fact I've told him many times, despite him not having read the books, just heard my chatter about them in some of your podcasts, too. That is so cute. That is really cute. I love that. That's adorable. What a great way to propose, too. Um, so, also, Elisa let us know that Lily is confirmed a Leo, as we discussed. Do we know? There's, um, there's some, like, Princess Diaries yearbook that I don't have. I've never seen. Oh. But it was sold, I think... I, th I think Elisa said it was sold with, like, the Valentine Princess book or something. Oh. Um, but... Anyway, so confirm she's a Leo. Do we um let's see. Her like actual birthday? Sorry. Did what? Do we know her actual birthday? I don't think it said her actual birthday. I think it said her um that just that she was a Leo. Um I asked on social how people heard about us cuz my mom gave me that idea. I was just kind of curious and uh most people said Meg's like when Meg shares or retweets us or whatever fair um and a few people said they searched princess diaries like in podcasts which was kind of cool that ours came up that is really cool um oh and okay after the last shut up and listen elisa said love seeing this community community getting along it's been quite a journey it kind of hurts it's almost at the end oh it does but not yet oh elisa said it was only sold in the uk oh that's rude do you know what that is that's imperial why wasn't it sold here? Oh, I tweeted about the movie and y'all replied to my tweet. Oh, fun. I have definitely trolled a few people's comments about Princess Diaries on Twitter. Uh, Mariana says, never had a sidecar, but I'm having a cup. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm going to pronounce this wrong. Caipirina? Because it was Meg's favorite thing about Brazil. Fun. Um, all right, let's dive into some of our book comments. Francis, are you okay? Yeah, I'm texting. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I thought you were, like, moving your phone. Um, we have to do this on our phones, just so everyone knows. For whatever reason, you can't. We couldn't figure out how to do it on our computers, so. 
if anything weird happens, that's why. Um, okay, let's see. So we haven't done a shut up and listen in a while. So way back in book nine, Zoe tweeted, listening to episode 32 of the podcast diaries and getting emotionally complex flash flashbacks to when I was in my hole in the barn a few years ago. These books were one of the biggest roots, roots that helped me climb out and I will forever be grateful to Dr. Nuts, Mia, and Meg Cabot for that. I love that. Wow. That's so nice. Um, and then Elisa on Facebook, this cracks me up. Francis, you're gonna love this. Always imagined Domina Ray like that society Emily Gilmore used to run on Gilmore, the, which is the DAR. The DAR, yeah. That makes sense. The Daughters of the American Revolution. Yeah, it's definitely, it probably, Domina Ray is like the people that were too cool to be in the DAR. Yeah. Hold on, Zoe asked a question which was this oh zoe i was talking about your comment about reading um book nine and like dr k and um mia and meg cabot being one of the things that helped you out of your dark hole which is wonderful that's wonderful. and i agree i mean we talked about it i feel like at the time how books can really like and these these characters that we feel such a connection to can really be like a a positive force in our lives yeah absolutely love it do you just join um let's see <laughs> Yeah. Um, so Katie on Twitter said, I think JP is not wrong about Lily not being a great friend, but it always felt a little like he was trying to further the separation between Mia and the one person in her life who could, who could and would say, here are the cold hard facts about why you shouldn't date this guy. And I know because I dated him. True. Yeah. <laughs> You're very right. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, oh, Mariana on Twitter said, oh, wait, sorry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Ashley says, yay, my people. Definitely read book nine when I felt sad. Oh, so true. Oh, Zoe said, sorry, which book was only sold in the UK? That, like, yearbook. It was, thing. like, an additional thing. Like, one of the... Yeah. It was, like, a cute little, like, oh, here's, like, the yearbook, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> like, bonus content. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and we didn't have access to it, but somebody sent us a lovely picture of Lily being confirmed a Leo. <laughs> um, okay, Marianne on Twitter said, when I was a teenager and read the books, I was always impressed, but now only under get a real sense of how super rich all these girls are. Oh. Tina and Mia are millionaires, even though they still feel like real people because Meg is great. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think we, we talk about that a good bit, that they are leading very privileged lives. <laughs> yeah, they're rich as hell. Like in the first book when Mia goes and throws a fountain in Tina's apartment or whatever, because <laughs> she has a fountain in her apartment. Um, or goes, what she throws, she throws a, a book in? She throws a fountain, which who's to say? Who's to say Mia never just like... It doesn't matter. <laughs> Mia would. <laughs> um, okay, this is so funny. Lars saying raw fish affects his masculinity reminds me of Ron on Parks and Rec. <laughs> Quote, fish meat is practically a vegetable. So funny. Um, also, question. Isn't it strange that Mia keeps telling, um, saying the movies of her life are inaccurate and then tries to make Dr. K watch them to better understand her? I mean, I think yes. just the number one thing we can take from these amazing books is that Mia is a hypocrite. <laughs> yeah, she's, she's all over the place. Who isn't? Um, yeah, I mean, who isn't? Clearly. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, okay, Rachel on Twitter said, I'm so amused by Kenny blowing up the chemistry lab. I TA'd freshman chemistry for years, and my supervisor told me that they could bathe in the stuff we give them. Would love to know what the actual, like, what the actual lab they were doing was. Yeah, fair. I mean, you shouldn't be able to blow anything up. No. With school supplies. <laughs> um, oh, okay, comment. On the JP thing, I dated, this is from Zoe. On the JP thing, I dated someone once and he didn't read my book I'd written. Oh, wow. <laughs> that was literally one of my biggest red flags that I shouldn't be with him. Well, that I was, and I was still in love with someone else. <laughs> that too. How are me and I practically the same person? Wow, that's like really applicable. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that's such a bummer. I'm sorry that that happened to you. I'm glad that you saw through his crap. <laughs> Nick replied. Our friend Nick. Uh, Zoe, we have no time for unsupportive fools. Fact. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Rachel says high school general chemistry is not this intense. Agreed. Why could they blow something up? It was JP's passion. That's what it was. It was JP's passion that blew up, blew up the chem lab. Absolutely. Just like, just like Tina said. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, Elisa on Facebook said, I just think that Princess Amelie being basically Mia in the 17th century is so beautiful. Love that she even had a cat, too. It's a very inspirational story. Yes, agreed. Yeah. Um, I think it's cool to have, like, a little, even, like, a half book that was uh, Princess Amelie's um, whatever, like, diary or just, like, uh, a ransom my heart type thing. Yeah, and it's it's a nice, like, parallel, and I think that, as we talked about in book nine, it was, like, a good catalyst for Mia's growth. Mm -hmm. um, Zoe, we're getting a lot of requests to read your book, so if you're open to sharing it, send us the link, and I'll post it. Um, so, no pressure, yeah, no but pressure. the people are asking. But we would, <laughs> and if you want, we can read it and talk about it. Oh, <laughs> Opening up a can of words. <laughs> Are you willing to let us oh. read it? Oh, she posted it. Yeah, she posted a link. Oh, good. Oh, absolutely. Oh, I like the cover. That's so cute. Oh, my, my mom wants to read it. <laughs> oh, yeah, so oh, my gosh. Okay, well, we've got the link now. I'm pretty excited. Um, okay, so Rachel says, I love Princess Amelie. They're kindred spirits. They are. Um, Question from Elisa that I think I posted this on social, but we didn't really talk a lot about it. Do you think Grammaire knew all along about what Mia would find in Princess Amelie's writings? I had a feeling she knew based on her insistence on, of Mia not to read it. I feel like we said we didn't think she knew, but like, I feel like being a few months out now, I kind of do oh, really? <laughs> feel like she knew. I don't know. What do you think? Oh, I was going to say, I didn't, I don't think she knew. I think she was just being grand mare and being like, like she wasn't impressed that Amelie was mm -hmm. only the, a princess or only queen or reigning for nine days, right? Like, or 12 mm -hmm. days, whatever. Yeah. Um, I think she was just like, oh, she's, she died. She's boring. <laughs> like, we don't need to talk about it. <laughs> yeah. That's fair. Um, it just seems like, I guess it just seems very calculated as well. The fact that she was like, no, don't read it. You don't need it. But maybe that was just her insistence on wanting to talk about drainage. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, or like, no, like Mia is not a reliable narrator. So it very well could have been that Mia was just like, oh, what's this? What's this? What's this? What's this? And Graymer was like, can mm -hmm. you please sit down and focus? Yeah. <laughs> can we focus for two seconds? 
Oh, here's a fun comment. Um, I love that Tina still goes to med school even though she's a millionaire. Yes. Oh, yeah. Just because you're rich doesn't mean you shouldn't help people. Yeah. In fact, you should help people more. <laughs> um, oh, Zoe says she'd love to hear our thoughts on the book. Oh. We will. Um, okay. Episode, let's see. Okay, Jossie. Jossie did message me that she is on vacation, so she can't make it. Congrats, Jossie. When you hear this, I'm very jealous that you're on vacation. Yeah. Um, but you guys just heard her. She's wonderful. A couple weeks ago, I guess. Um, she said, okay, I'm such a dork, but that line on page 262, someone needs to tell me what to do. Oh, God, I think someone already did. It's just that it's someone who's been dead for 400 years. Still gives me chills when I read it. Truly a work of art. I agree. That's nice. It's a good line. It's a very good line. Um, ooh, Elisa says about Grammaire. In the beginning, I thought she knew, but later with the portrait discovery, I think it's unlikely. Fair. Um, Mariana says, I don't think Grammaire knew exactly what it was, but was afraid that it could be something that would make Mia go crazy because there's a lot of things that could have that effect. <laughs> Great point. <laughs> um, oh, there's your dad. No, even. <laughs> Oh, it's Steven. <laughs> Hi, Steven. Steven's watching from the dinghy. Oh my gosh. Get a, get a beer and a shot for me. Steve Jr. <laughs> yeah. Have a Bev on us. Order a sidecar. Will they make you one? Hmm? I said I'd tell them to order a sidecar. Mm. Yes, I'm, I, you know what? I don't know if the dinghy does that. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure they would. <laughs> Just for Steven. Um, okay. Let's talk for a minute about Liz's list of reasons why Michael sucks. Oh, I'm an idiot. I had this pulled up on my phone, and now I realize I can't read it that way. Uh, Give me a minute. Okay. So if we recall from book nine, Dr. Liz was our guest, and at the end, she had a reason of 10 or so uh, reasons why, a list of 10 or so reasons why Michael was the worst. And this sparked a great deal of discussion on um on our social and let's see mariana said agree although i don't think he's the worst i think everybody has flaws especially when you're young but i can see now that michael did some seriously bs things true um the first time i read they eighth book was on Mia's side. Then as a college girl, I would think Mia was so overreacting. Now being almost in my thirties, Michael was wrong. Okay. And then Elisa said, I agree with Liz. Michael is intentionally a flawed character beside all the things aforementioned. If you think about it, he was kind of an annoying teenager too. Didn't like sports, didn't like PDA, didn't like Valentine's Day. But I think that just like Mia grows along the series, Michael himself put some of these things aside when getting older. We've all been there. As we said before, I think it's cool to have an imperfect hero. Agreed. Okay. But Liz, Dr. Liz, I asked her if she had a follow-up to this list now that she's through book 10. She said she did. So I will open it, and I'm an idiot because I was like, oh, I'll just screenshot it on my phone, but I'm using my phone for, for this, so I can't see it. Um, okay. Here are Dr. Liz's five reasons why Michael Moskowitz might actually be okay, even though he is almost solely responsible for everything that happened in book eight by only giving Mia four days to process he was leaving, telling her he was going to Japan for her, even though she didn't want him to leave, and telling her he was going so he didn't have to take cold showers. Oh my goodness. Wow. What Number one. <laughs> he reads Mia's romance novel and fully supports her writing it. 
Number two, he built a robotic surgical arm and donated one to Genovia without being asked. Number three, pushes Lily towards reconciling with Mia. Number four, comes to prom to save Mia. Number five, admits he was wrong for not telling Mia about Judith, Judith Gershner. I can't even say her name. <laughs> and seems to be the only person in Mia's life who does not blame their breakup just on Mia. All right, what do you guys think? I mean, those are great points. And I think we kind of go through that. I think we go through that when we talk about it, which I mean, I don't know, y'all tell us if we did or not. But I mean, I've said him quite a few times, I did not like Michael until book 10. Uh, and I think true, I think he really redeems himself. But so does Mia. I think that's kind of the thing. Mm -hmm. Mia is a very flawed character, just like Michael. And we grow to love them and them together is even better. Agreed. Still together during the um, 11th book. You'll have to stay tuned. <laughs> stay tuned. Uh, everybody loves the name of the list. <laughs> um, let's see. Right. I think Michael grows up. Great list. Uh, love the follow-up list. The name is good. Okay. One of the things we see in these books is the wild amount of emotional and mental development that takes place not only in the teen years, but also in early adulthood. Michael's development ages 18, 19 to 21. That's from Katie. Oh. Great and point. cheers to so Karen. Good. She's just poured a glass of wine for us. Karen! <laughs> oh, wait, while Karen's here, mm -hmm. I did get permission from Karen. <laughs> Francis, would you like to, this isn't the special announcement we've teed up, but it is a special announcement. Francis, would you like to share a yes, special absolutely. announcement? Yes, absolutely. We are so excited that we are going to be joining Chicklet Pod after they've joined us, um, and we're going to talk about uh, the Princess Diaries 2 Royal Engagement. Boo. Get excited. Boo. It's going to be so fun. We're recording in a couple of weeks, so you won't hear that for a little bit, but get psyched. Already there. So, Already there. Karen, welcome. We can't wait to talk with you soon. Um, Mariana says, I, oh shoot, I lost it. <laughs> <laughs> I agree with, go, go down more. No other way. Oh, I agree with those points. Michael was immature, but not toxic. JP was toxic. What a great segue into Liz's other list. <laughs> yes. Ten of the many reasons why John Paul Reynolds Abernathy the fourth is actually the worst, and I, Dr. Liz, fully regret ever saying I was Team JP, and I wrote this before reading Royal Wedding. <laughs> we, so that's the next Before list. we start the list, I would like to say any person that came on before book 10 and said that they were Team JP, you are under no obligation to ask for forgiveness at all. We were literally teeing you up to fail because... Yeah, <laughs> it is presented as if JP is like the good guy. Exactly. Grow when, and I'm a, sorry, what? we grow when we learn. <laughs> we grow when we learn. That's what this is all about. Before I read the list, I just saw that Raleigh's here and I wanted to show her I have my Skinner box. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so here is the list of as I said, Liz's 10 reasons why JP is the worst. Lying to me about doing it with Lily and saying he hadn't given away his precious gift yet. Writing a play about Mia without telling her. He doesn't read Mia's book, tells her romance novels are below her, and doesn't listen to Mia, and tries to get her a book deal when she says she doesn't want to do it on her own. Lies to Mia about when he booked the hotel room. Immediately calls Stacy Cheeseman after Mia breaks up with him. Calls the paparazzi to come whenever he and Mia are out. He's J.P. Reynolds Abernathy the fourth, clearly old money. And his dad was going to buy an island, so they still have lots of money. Why does he need to use Mia for fame and fortune? He should go get a spot on the hills. Wanting Mia to move to Hollywood with him. The gross cheesy promposal during Mia's birthday party. 
the reason why he doesn't like corn, this might be more on his parents, but why was that even a funny story? Doesn't everyone poop out corn? Get over it, JP. <laughs> and last, everything he did and said to Lily. Yeah. Fair. There it is. Were you trying to show me some, some comments? There's Reed is working of, very well, y'all. <laughs> Carter. Okay, question from <laughs> Reed. <laughs> Question for you guys. If you could read the series from another character's point of view, say from their diaries, who would you pick? Go for three to make it interesting. Lars, easy. Yeah, I think Lars, definitely. Because <laughs> he's also there. It would be interesting. To, he's there for everything all the time. It would be very interesting to hear the different perspective of, like, how things went down. Yeah. Ooh, Tina or Lars. I agreed. I would read Tina. Michael. Oh, yeah. Grammar. Interesting. Yeah. Um, Nick says clearly old money. Haha, ha, true. Raleigh says Skinner box for life. What did Reed, Reed, what did Reed Allison say? <laughs> JP, you a bitch. Uh, Katie, I want to read the whole series from Boris's point of view. Oh, that's a good pick. That's a really good choice. Because, oh my God, you know um, what? We would find out what he was hearing when he was in the closet. I wonder, if he, uh, exactly. I wonder if he just, like, had his ear pressed up against the door. That's such a good point. Oh, my gosh, Carter is yeah. here. Wait, what did Carter say? I missed it. Your curls are high quality. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Carter. We missed you. Um, oh, some other responses to that question. Tina, Gromero, yes, Lars, Lars, Lars. Lars. <laughs> Michael's cool. point of view would be good. Lana, that's a good choice. That'd be funny. Adult perspective, Lars, Lars. Lots of votes for Lars. I think we're going to need to send Meg a strongly worded letter for this, right. that we need, yeah. we need some Lars content. Judith! <laughs> Dr. Liz said Judith. <laughs> That's good stuff. Okay. We get everything from Mia's perspective, so we miss stuff sometimes. Like, for instance, early JP toxicity. Mm. How does Boris process being roasted? LOL. That's from Nick. That's funny. <laughs> Um, oh, hi, Carter. Um, okay, next comments. Let's see. Yes, JP. Oh, that's an interesting oh, yeah, that comment. See it from JP's perspective. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, we need more white male perspectives. Sure. In this, on this earth. Like, we know that. It's so like, what are the, be interesting. what do we, how do we know? <laughs> I'm sure JP's book would be like, and then she like came to the play, but didn't even come out with Sean and me after. <laughs> Oh, JP's such a bitch. Okay, so do you sell those shirts? Because they're awesome. We do not sell these shirts if this is what you're referring to, Rachel. Uh, our good friend Raleigh, latest guest of the pod, made these for us. So, Raleigh, if you want to sell some shirts, you got to market, clearly. Um, let's see. My top three, apart from Michael, Boris, Lana, and Lars, would love to read a spinoff of Sebastiano and Vigo. That's funny. <laughs> as either rivalry or double act. That is so funny. Ooh, this is cool. Katie said seeing Dr. K's notes from the session. That was Ooh. Nick says, hashtag JP, you a bitch. <laughs> Agreed. Um, okay, let's see. Katie on Twitter said, after listening to the Podcast Diaries Ransom My Heart episode, I'm now reading romance novels and subconsciously started a do it count. Yes. What was the final do it count in that one? It was like three and a half. It was five and a half, okay. but it was also, like, kind of messy because they, like, you know, they did it multiple times or, like, they did it off screen, so to speak, sure. you know. 
Um, let's see. I remember at the time Meg said, I think this is also from Katie. I remember at the time Meg said that this book, she, she had it stored from when she used to write historical romances under a pen name, but never got it published. Then she rewrote it, trying to put some Mia perspective. But before that, she used to say she, we would never get a book with Mia as an author because it would be too weird. Thank God she changed her mind. Agreed. Mm -hmm. Um, Dr. K's perspective. Oh, yeah. Mariana, who is a therapist, said reading Dr. K's notes would be interesting. I agree. Yeah. That That's a really good idea. Yeah. Um, Elisa said at the time of book publishing, Meg said she would initially drop Ransom My Heart online for free, but then her publisher got interested and she decided to do it and donate the proceeds to Greenpeace, which is way cooler than having it online because it crosses over with real life and helps save some baby seals. That. Yeah, that's nice. Pen name Patricia Cabot. Yeah, I think that's right, Rachel. Um, so, okay. Book 10 comments. Metka said, I've always felt bad for Lily for how horribly JP treated her. But now listening to how terrible she's always been, I guess it's a bit of karma. Also, I never noticed before that Boris hadn't liked JP from the start. I always just assumed it had to do with him being friends with Michael. Mm. Mm, yeah. That actually brings us to a question from Ashley. Did Boris see JP's <laughs> lying slash status obsession from the start when he didn't want him sitting at their, you can lean in if you want, at their lunch table? Like maybe Boris was more perceptive than Mia gives him credit for because you know she can't look past the sweater tucking in. Interesting question. Yeah, I don't know. I wonder, I don't know. I think Boris just doesn't like change because he kind of treated, well, I, I was going to say he treated Lana the same, but also Lana is also kind of a B and obsessed with status. <laughs> <laughs> true. So, he warmed up to her a lot faster than true. JP. That's true. Well, Lana actually, like, we, we, she comes out better in the end because you see that she actually does care in some ways, whereas JP never really yeah. has a moment where he cares yeah, they hang out that one time, but that's just because JP is using him to go over to Tina's. Yeah. With ice cream. <laughs> um, good question. I think that, I like to think that Boris was literally perfect, and he is a very good judge of character, and could immediately tell that JP was an asshole. Sure. Um, ooh, Dr. Liz, why did Boris bring JP to Tina's to hang out with Mia? I think he just kind of got bullied into yeah, it. Yeah, the book, he's, like, <laughs> Tina says, like, he like insisted basically I basically imagine that JP just showed up at Boris's house and was like let's go over to Tina's <laughs> yeah <laughs> he was like you're taking me <laughs> and Boris was like uh okay <laughs> let me tuck my shirt in first <laughs> tuck my friend um, it's really <laughs> Uh, Dr. Rachel says Boris is one of the MV MVPs of the series agree I mean this is... and then Ashley says this is why we need Boris's perspective Yes, I agree. I think that's a great idea. And I want a full origin story, like, from his early days in Russia all the way to senior graduation. Yeah. Yes. An anthology. Right? Especially. Yeah, all the way to a million stars. Oh. Spoiler. Uh oh. Um, <laughs> okay, so Sydney on Facebook said, I'm so glad that Mia really found her voice and has grown. This book has been my favorite because it's jam-packed, but it's also the vibe is just j different. Sure, we still have some wacky Mia moments, but it's because, but it's Mia, because it's Mia, but it just goes so well together. We talked about that when we recorded book 10, that it has like a, 
a more mature voice, I feel like. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Lex just said, wait, Boris is Russian. <laughs> Good stuff. Um, Boris treats JP like Mia treats him in the beginning. I like that Boris felt so comfortable at their table that he felt like he could judge who was allowed to sit with them. <laughs> That's a good point. I oh, Boris, he just got confident. The, um, he's like Lars's under understudy. Yeah, he's <laughs> Lars point two or Lars point five. Um, <laughs> Rachel on Twitter says, I just love how supportive Michael is of Mia's book and how much he genuinely wanted to read her senior project, even when he thought it was about Genovian grapes. That's true. I think it was olive oil. Um, but yeah, agreed. I mean, he's so supportive and it's so nice. Yeah. Um, it, okay, question. What? Oh, it says, it just says a lot about him that he read and retained it and asked questions and was cool and nice and supported her yeah um we oh we have a question let's see would love to hear your thoughts on lily in book 10 she was the absolute worst throughout the series do you think there's any character development yeah i think so um i mean i feel like we talked a lot about the fact that the falling out was like kind of mostly mia's fault but i i do think lily grew up enough to like work with Mia on like kind of figuring it out. I don't know, Francis, what do you think? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think we do see a good bit of growth in her, but I would say that I think we see, I don't know, I enjoyed her a lot more in book 11 than I did in book 10. Like, I think we get to see like, seeing the aftermath and seeing like grown up Lily. She's definitely one of, Lily's a person who's better as a grown up than as an adolescent. Agreed. I think that's well said. She, yeah. And she's so smart. Mm -hmm. It's kind of hard for her to work with other teenagers, I guess. And she's not overly emotionally intelligent. Yeah. Um, okay. Question from Zoe. Ooh. What are you guys going to do after you finish podcasts about the Princess Diaries? You'll be lost without it. Are you going to do more books? Or are you going to go into another topic? You have got a lot of topics you've gone on wonderful tangents about during the pod. So there's so much scope. Um, Zoe, I'm going to tell you to stay tuned. Okay. That's all I'm gonna say. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, Mariana says, have you guys ever seen the interview that Meg gave in Brazil when she told the story about the real life Lana reading The Princess Diaries? No! No! That sounds so funny. If you have a link to that it, does please email it to us. Oh, I want to meet the real life Lana. Yeah, that would the real be Real life Lana a Rockefeller? Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I've never heard that. That's so funny. <gasps> Oh, are you guys going to talk about Corona Princess Diaries? We have not talked about it, and I don't know if we will, because we kind of hate ever talking about coronavirus on this podcast. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't, like, rule it out, but as of right now, we don't have plans to do that. Let's give... Zoe says, I'm tuned. <laughs> <laughs> give us, like, at least about 18 months in between when coronavirus uh, ends and when we can pop and when we can talk about coronavirus like yeah and, maybe then <laughs> yeah the whole reason we started this was so that we didn't have to really think about it and it was like a nice escape so yeah yeah and i mean caveat i love that meg did that mm -hmm. i think it's awesome that she did that and provided it for free but we uh we hate coronavirus <laughs> and this was such a like That's escape for we us. also do not stand the delta variant <laughs> Yeah, no, we also, mm -mm, thumbs down there as well. But Even if you're 
stunning. Um, I'll just explain to you again. Stan means you're a fan of something. So we're not mm-hmm, mm-hmm. of coronavirus. <laughs> Dr. Rachel says it's fair to not want to talk about it. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it sucks. Um, okay, question we got. Why do y'all think JP is so unbothered by Michael's return? Did he not, was, it, was he not overly emotionally invested? Or was he, did he underestimate Michael and Mia's relationship? That's a good question. I think because he really doesn't yeah, care. I think he just thought he had it in the bag. I think so too. Like, I yeah. think it ever occurred to him that he was going to have to fight for Mia. Like, I think he thought like, oh, I've won. There's nothing else to fight for. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dr. Rachel says we do not stand COVID on this one. <laughs> oh, Zoe asked where everybody's from. So if you're comfortable saying, put it in the chat. Mm-hmm. Share share your Genovian location. Because we're all Genovians at heart. Yeah. Um, oh, lots of all across the country. That's fun. And I know we've got Zoe, who's from England, in here. Um, Okay, let's see. Jossie on Twitter said, I think I felt low-key betrayed when I first read book 10 in 2009 and realized we missed a year and a half of Mia's life. <laughs> I quickly got over it because it's the best. Um, Elisa said, I love how Meg manages to set everything up that happened in, in a year in very few pages and in such a dynamic way. Other writers would take 100 pages just putting flashbacks, but she does it through a fun interview and acceptances and rejection letters and party invitations. Love it. And, oh, Elisa also mentioned how book 10 really has those, like, season finale vibes, uh, which I really like. Um, agreed, it does. Uh, she said, this book is a masterclass on how to end your longtime beloved series. True. I love that. Yeah. It's a good, I think we talked about that, is that it was, like, really nice. It was a really nice, like, wrapping up of Mia's journey and, like, rolled at your feet. There's only, only way to go up. Only way to go is up. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Um, this is also interesting, and it didn't occur to me, but Elisa said, throwback pin, because we weren't doing this back then, because we put a pin in everything now, um, <laughs> about Michael getting an honorary master's degree. Just look in book four, Friday, January 16th, 11 p.m., when Lily says Michael would only ask me to marry him when he's gotten at least one postgraduate degree, as well as a starting company and a position that pays at least $200,000 a year plus annual performance bonus. Ooh, true. Okay. She got us. I mean, no spoilies. Oh. Yeah, no spoilies, but that's a good point because we did talk about like the honorary degree and now he has his postgraduate degree. Good for Michael. Whoa. Good for Michael. Uh, Mariana said the real life Lana was Meg's bully in school. I will post the link here. Real life Lana actually thought Meg Cabot was a princess herself. What? And Meg said that when she realized sometimes people are not mean, just really, really stupid, she decided to redeem both Lana. Huh. That's interesting. That's very interesting. I look forward to reading that. Oh, I like that. Um, yeah. I'm excited to see that. That's cool. Um, this cracked me up. When we talked about promise rings, Rachel on Twitter said, I never knew anyone who had a promise ring, but I know the Sims 4, the teens can do that interaction, so it must still be a thing. <laughs> That's- that is so funny. Um, also, I never really picked up on this, and I should have, but Mia, uh, Meg, I guess, 
there's like a long running joke that Elisa pointed out that Mia never remembers Shamika's boyfriend's names. <laughs> it's always that guy Shamika's dating. Shamika's dating. Shamika's um, so many different guys. I I guess it's like a long it's like a long standing joke. Shamika busted out in the tenth grade, y'all. Um, Zoe says, put a pin in it. I need to write a list of phrases I've picked up from your podcast and have accidentally but happily added to my own vocabulary. Oh, good. (laughs) Um, and then Lex says, sidebar for me. We do that a lot. I mean, it's, they're always relevant though, in some way. They're so relevant (laughs) and just, it's just a wealth of knowledge. Yeah. (laughs) It's, it's never inaccurate. Mm -mm, Never. Um, Let's see. Oh, about, okay, about the second to last episode of book 10, Metka said, I loved this episode so much, probably because it included some of my favorite scenes from the book, and your comments were spot on, especially considering JP, and she should dump him as soon as she told him about the book and his reaction. That was enough for me. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I actually, we did, I did like a, a comment thing on social, like, when do you think Mia should have broken up with JP? And resoundingly, <laughs> almost everyone was like, she shouldn't have dated him. <laughs> So, oh, a question. Where is it? Mia has blog entries on theethermopolis.com about his co- her college life. Will you be covering them on the pod? Mm, we haven't planned to, but I, someone did tell me about this like a month or two ago. Oh, this is a link to it. Oh, that's the link. Okay. I won't say no, but. Yeah, that could be fun. Stay tuned. To do like a. That could be fun. Yeah, who knows? Thank <laughs> you for suggesting that. We will file that comment away. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll put a pin in it. <laughs> we'll put a pin in it. <laughs> um, okay, let's see. Oh, Alisa's favorite scene in the second to last episode of book 10 was when Mia was cleaning out her locker. Um, she said, when I read this book the first time, I was in the beginning of college. I had just been through this experience of saying goodbye to high school a few months before, and it, like, resonated. I think that's a good point. And it's a great scene. Like, we talked about how she finds the the Whitman sampler. Yeah. And um, I, I agree. I think it's so cute. Um, she said the scene with the, all the nostalgic elements makes my heart squeeze a little bit. Um, okay. Ooh, <laughs> we got called out and for good reason. <laughs> Katie said, you missed a golden opportunity while parsing whether Mia and Michael did it again in the morning to call it the gift that keeps on giving. And to be honest, I'm disappointed. I'm disappointed too, Katie. That's a solid joke. <laughs> Man, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, and also, she said, clearly, Philippe whispered a pop culture reference to Miss Martina. Obviously. And that's why she slapped him. That is so funny. Um, okay, just a few more comments here, and then we'll kind of scroll through, make sure we didn't miss anything, and then we'll get to our big announcement. Very big announcement. Uh, big announcement. So, okay, about the last most recent episode... Elisa said, it's almost, it's almost impossible to put into words how much I like this ending. It gets me emotional and excited, and I want to hug Meg every time because it's literally perfect. I like the fact that the last scene is pretty cinematic. You can picture a panoramic shot with everyone dancing around at Tavern on the Green, um, and Mia's reflections about growing up, and it ends with a kiss and a literal happy ending like a fairy tale. Um, Love that. So true. Uh, It's a great ending. Yeah. Let's see. So cute. Um, and okay, one quick question here. How much do you think Michael heard from the elevators? He's, he, he, well, I wonder if he did hear that much because 
he says he asks if he needs to beat JP up and if he had actually heard everything JP said he would have not asked he just would have done that he'd have made turned him into creamed corn <laughs> um yes <laughs> Uh, yeah, I agree. I don't think he heard the whole thing because he said, like, Lily said I need to show up here, but she didn't say why. Um, but I think it was just like, he heard what he needed to yeah. hear. Because we know we heard about the lawyer, the phone call to the lawyers. Um, Katie said I had to explain the context of the joke to my boyfriend so he'd laugh with me too. <laughs> <laughs> it was very funny. Um, okay, well, we're getting close to our one hour mark. I think it's, I think we should make our announcement. Yeah. What do you think? I don't know. I don't know. Should we? I mean, I feel like should we even say anything? <laughs> I know. Should we just not announce just it? Don't announce oh. it. Let it be a surprise. Oh yeah. Um, I think we need to announce it. Would you like to announce it? I think you should. I think you should go for it. Well, okay. Let's. I think. In the oh wait, hold on. There's. Don't do it yet. There's one more. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Zoe says, one thing I love about your podcast is the pop culture section. Francis, because as a Brit, I didn't always get some of the references, but now I understand them all, and it's great learning about foreign culture through pop culture. <laughs> Take that, Miss Martinez. Pop culture is so educational. <laughs> Glad you like yeah. it, Zoe. <laughs> Nick says, insert eating popcorn. <laughs> oh, Nick. Yeah, Zoe, I'm really glad you liked it. Francis is uh, quite the history buff, pop culture and otherwise, yeah. and has educated us all on many a topic. Yes, I do love pop culture. Um, but okay so for the announcement um we had oh really this is all i think this is a lot to do with jordan because obviously this was jordan's idea and i went along with it gratefully oh, um and we had uh i think it was at the beginning of june we sent out uh we did a cute post jordan made a cute post with uh, for Pride Month, and we had some great reception from everyone, including the Queen herself, Meg Cabot, and we took the opportunity to reach out to her, and in doing so, she agreed to let us interview her, which we did about a month ago now. We've been keeping that secret from you. Uh, every time we say, I wonder what Meg would think about this, we actually knew what Meg thought about that because we asked we her. Um, and that being said, I think, I mean, all, all we can do is say thank you to everyone who's been listening because we would never have been able to do any of this without y'all. Uh, I mean, the support in Reed, of course, and all the people in our lives who have been helping us and supporting us through this has been amazing. And it's so, it feels so silly to like say that we talked to Meg Cabot, like that we had to ha get, have a conversation with her. And um, we lied to you in the last episode. So the next episode on Wednesday in a couple days that you'll hear is the interview with Meg. And, um, it was amazing. It was really cool. She's everything that we kind of wanted her to be. She was gracious and answered everything we had, whether it was a serious question or a silly question. And hopefully we asked the questions that y'all would want us to ask her and we can't wait for y'all to hear it. Well announced. I couldn't have done it so well. I would have sounded much less. <laughs> we talked about, we talked about it. it. <laughs> is this? What is life? What is life? We talked to her for a whole hour and she was so freaking nice. It was, and it was amazing. We absolutely would not have had the opportunity without y'all like 
tweeting stuff at her. So thank you so much. We're eternally grateful. Uh, we've gotten a lot of great comments. Oh, <laughs> thank you for the podcast. Thank you. Oh my God. Um, Karen just texted us and said, you guys talked to Ben Kaplan. <laughs> <laughs> we did. It's been so hard to keep it a secret. It's yeah, um, terrible. Like, I don't know. It's been, it's been hard. <laughs> but yeah so psych you guys will actually hear that on wednesday yes so you only have to wait a couple of days um <laughs> these comments are hilarious um but yeah thank you all so much this has been such a wonderful journey and don't worry it's not over yet we still have like eight more episodes to post so keep sending your comments and questions we will do like a final wrap-up episode where we're gonna talk more about all the wonderful things you have to say and how wonderful all of our fellow genovians are yeah oh my gosh this is incredible thank you all so much for listening this has been so much fun and hopefully we can do it again a little later on uh, maybe we'll do like a i don't know like a mid-season update and by mid-season, I mean, like, the season of winter, not <laughs> yeah, <laughs> season of our lives. <laughs> yeah, we'll fill you guys in. But, yeah, eight about – I think there's still eight more episodes to post, so don't be too sad. Zoe says, this is Meg's <laughs> That's solid. Um, oh, Rachel says, thank you for the podcast because um, no one I know is in, in real life is a big a fan of Meg Gabbett. Well, here we are, all of us together. Um, and so thank you all for being here. This was so much fun. And uh, Francis, do you have any final thoughts? I think just thanks. Thanks everyone for listening. And thanks for joining us on this journey. It's been crazy and incredible. Oh yeah, Rachel's Dr. Rachel's proposing a Zoom hang. We'll chat about yeah. it. We'll see, we'll see what the dealio is. That sounds fun. Yeah, that's just um, Sidecar's encouraged. <laughs> Um, we'll put that in our mind grapes. And I just want to wrap up with this really nice quote from Zoe. Um, oh, Katie's making an in a survey right now. She's going to share it on Twitter about the Zoom hang. So be on the look. Katie, tag us in that. Be on the lookout for that. Oh, I love you guys putting in the hard oh work. Gosh. Thank you. <laughs> this is so nice. Um, but yeah, thank you all. You're all wonderful. We love each and every one of you. And I want to wrap up with this quote from Zoe that I think is just wonderful. She said, sometimes you're in book nine, but book 10 is always right around the corner. That's really nice. <laughs> and it's so nice. And, uh, I think with that, oh, Francis, you say, you say it. Oh yes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, all that's left to do is say a royal goodbye to you. And to you. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Okay, bye. Okay, bye. Bye. <laughs>